You guys may know this, heart disease has been the number one cause of death in the United States for more than 100 consecutive years. The last time heart disease was not the number one killer was 1918 when it was the Spanish flu. CDC just came out again with uh, the data for last year, 2022, still heart disease killed 700,000 Americans. That is more than the number of American soldiers that died in combat in all wars in American history combined ever. Just last year, heart disease deaths. Mind-blowing considering how preventable heart disease is. This is how many people die. And when you look at it in perspective, heart and circulatory disorders, which includes stroke, this is how big it is compared to things like war, pregnancy and birth complications, murder and suicide. So look at the perspective, not that we should ignore suicide, murder, and, and those other things, but just we need to put more emphasis on heart disease and stroke, especially because we already have the solutions to the problem. Why is it that we're not doing more about it? And I'll share some insight there. We do have a cure for heart disease, nearly 100% preventable and potentially even reversible, but we need to really act on this. And, you know, it's not just heart disease throughout this whole lecture series with the real truth about health. You'll learn about other things, stroke, diabetes, hypertension, dementia, autoimmune disorders, sleep apnea, osteoporosis. So many things are affected by lifestyle. It is insane how much money we spend. And that is the problem. Why do we let so many people die prematurely? I sum it down to two reasons, culture and money. Culture doesn't want to change. Who wants to give up their burgers, fries, and hot dogs and their standard American diet or their meat in general? And our culture is very sedentary. And money, there's no money in healthy people. There's not as much money in clean food, unfortunately, although obviously things are trying to change. And it's just really, really you know, wrong that, that doctors get paid more the sicker their patients are. If my patient is so healthy, they don't need to see me. They don't need tests. They don't need to be hospitalized. But if my patient has heart attacks, and needs a bunch of procedures, guess what? I get to do procedures and I make more money. It is really a backward system, which is slowly shifting, but happening way too slow. And we need to be the change and make this happen quicker. So we do live in a capitalistic society. I think back, if they went hundred years back and said, hey, how can we make a healthcare system that is based on making money? There's really only gonna be two rules to that healthcare system. We don't want healthy people. If everybody's healthy, they're eating plant-based, they're exercising, not smoking, not drinking alcohol, they're thin, they sleep good, they're low stress, they're not going to need to see their doctors, they're not going to need medication, surgeries, and procedures. So rule number one, we don't want healthy people. Rule number two, we don't want dead people, right? So if you die, they can't make money off of you. So what ends up happening is we keep people alive, kind of, but they accumulate medications chronic diseases, need multiple doctor's visits, surgeries and procedures and diagnostic tests, kind of living longer, but are you living better? Absolutely not. And that's the screw up in our system. And it all comes down to the money aspect of it, which is wrong. $3.8 trillion were spent on preventable or on healthcare last year. And more than half of that estimates say about 80% of that are for diseases that are preventable through lifestyle changes, including those related to heart disease, alcohol, drugs, even orthopedic issues from obesity and being overweight, which is all over the place in the United States. And our healthcare spending is way more than the rest of the world. You look at this top line here, the United States towers over every other country in regards to what percentage of our economy is healthcare spending. You would think with all that spending, we gotta be healthy, right? Man, we spend a lot of money in our health. Guess what? We are dead last in regards to life expectancy 
in industrialized nations. What's going wrong? It is the fact that we are not doing the right thing. We have expensive procedures. We spend more money on drugs in America than the rest of the world combined and don't focus on prevention adequately. So I thought really hard about this, of course, for years now. And I said to myself, was it really my fault that I was almost 270 pounds? My sister was 450 pounds in high school. My mom and dad were over 300 pounds. You know, I think we're smart people, we're nice people, but really, I don't think it's the fault of the individual person if they're in a bad situation because of poor lifestyle choices. What I always say is there's five main things that are behind all these, these issues. Number one is our human instincts, the sugar, salt, and fat cravings. We, uh, we This whole um, motivational triad of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving energy. That's just the way we were evolved to not starve and die. And we still have those evolutionary human uh, tendencies, but right now we're not starving. We have plenty of food. Uh, and uh, it's really messed up. So is that the individual person's fault? Absolutely not. But it's something we need to overcome and can consciously overcome. The second is culture. As you know, that's a big barrier. When I was a kid, Halloween candy, man, it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me for a week after Halloween. And it was a lot of junk food and pizza and desserts. And, you know, that's our culture. That's just the way we are. Is that my fault that I grew into that culture and became a food addict because that's what I was fed from childhood? not the individual person's fault. The food industry marketing to you, the candy bars at the register, right? And, and um, everything that they could do to make their food taste so good, so sweet, so salty, just to get you addicted. Uh, it's not the individual person's fault. The government policies not subsidizing the proper healthy foods to make a healthy diet more cheap and more available, not the individual person's fault. And then the failure of our healthcare system is what embarrasses me the most is that we don't focus more on this. And again, it is shifting. It's just a slow shift and it's all stopped by the financial part of it. But they say by 2030, Medicare is gonna pay doctors and healthcare systems only for quality of care, not for quantity of care. So as that shifts, we're gonna want to focus more on prevention, trying to stop the heart attacks and strokes from happening in the first place. So it is shifting, but this is why America is so sick and it's not really the individual person's fault. I mean, everybody knows they should eat healthy, exercise, all these things, but when you're born into the system with all these things, it's really hard to overcome. Some people are better at it than others, but we need to have the support there. We need to fight all these different things and make it as easy as possible for people to get healthy. Change the system. So the food system, the pharmaceutical industry, uh, pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry stops profiting off of the illnesses of good American people. And they need to start profiting on promoting good health and prevention. That's what we really need to do. Fighting the culture, and the money. This is the problem. And really the best way to, to fight it is you guys going out, speaking up, working hard, spreading the message, being a good example, showing people how easy it can be. Here's a good example of how this we really need to go. We need to shift away, of course, from the pills to the procedures. What we want is to get away from the acute care model where you just see your doctor for 10 or 15 minutes and the doctors get paid the more they see. We don't get paid for preventing disease. So they never talk to you about eating healthy or anything like that. We want a new system with longer appointments, an integrative approach where you just see, you see the doctor and a nutritionist and a, a behavior modification specialist or a life coach, you know, a psychologist, if there's uh, those issues getting in the way of healthy habits. We need to not get paid for productivity. 
We need to focus on lifestyle and get paid for prevention. That's the way we want to shift our healthcare system. So really, when you, when you think about it, right now, we use these stents, coronary stents. And all these articles here reference how coronary stents to treat blockages in the coronary arteries do not prevent heart attacks, do not make you live longer. So what the heck are we doing? The reason is they don't treat the cause of the problem, which we'll get to. We really need to focus on the cause. And so we have all these expensive, expensive treatments that have risks to them when we don't need to use them. We could use a lifestyle approach, and this has been very well validated. Every year goes by more being published about how powerful a lifestyle approach is. And so just to give you an example about what we do here, we do sometimes coronary artery stents to open up cholesterol, calcium blockages, atherosclerotic plaque blockages in the coronary arteries, or open heart bypass surgery, saw the chest open, take veins out of the legs and use some of the arteries to completely bypass where the clogging is none of which treats the cause of the problem, but a lifestyle medicine approach does treat the cause of the problem, right? So about 1.2 million coronary stents per year, 1% of people die. That's about 12,000 people die as a complication from getting coronary stents. Uh, about 4% risk of the stent causing a heart attack during the procedure. So that's about 48,000 heart attacks we're causing every year through coronary stenting. Bypass surgery, it's about a half a million people get open heart bypass surgery every year. It's about a 3% uh, mortality, 3% of people die. So it's 15,000 people die as a complication of bypass surgery every year. And another 3% of people, 15,000 people have strokes as a complication of it. Guess what? When you take a lifestyle medicine approach to heart disease, you don't have any deaths. It doesn't kill you, right? No heart attacks, no strokes. It works very effective. You're treating the cause of the problem. We are not actively causing damage. Now, certainly, is it perfect? Can you be 100% heart attack proof? Probably not. But it depends on how far you go. It depends a little bit on your, your predisposition and such. But we can get people close to that 0% mark in regards to risk of heart attack, stroke, and dying from a heart or vascular issue if they do all the right things, which, of course, is a challenge. And that's the biggest criticism of the lifestyle medicine approach to heart disease is getting people to stick to it and stick to it lifelong. And the reason it's hard is because of our culture and our money and the human instincts and all those things. If we set it up to make it easy for people, a lot more people will be successful with this. And that is the biggest failure that we have. <music>